Tonight's show is brought to you by Triton Dynamics. Have you ever wanted to work on the cutting edge of technology? Whether it's the advanced Kaiser armor-piercing gun or the legendary Arrhenius special operations fighter, Triton Dynamics pushes technology to its limits and beyond. The Terran Vasudan Alliance is looking for new tools to help fight the latest Shivan incursion and could use your help to develop them. If you have a background in engineering or technical design, Triton Dynamics wants to talk to you. Contact us today to find out how you can help keep the Shivans at bay and secure the future of humanity and Vasudan alike. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining you, hopefully back from the bathroom in time, is your co-host, Jim. Oh, no. <laughs> He's still dropping a deuce. Uh, also joining us is your co-host, Hunter. Hello, hello. And your co-host, Spaz. Hello. Now, friends, you might have wondered what the hell that was at the beginning of the thing. We're, we're, this is an experimental show tonight. Um, Hunter came up with the idea that maybe we should have a little more structure to our show, and I'm not against it. We can go a little long, and maybe sometimes too long. Uh, so, <laughs> so having some structure is not a bad thing. I'm, I'm not against it, of course. So we're going to try that out tonight, and that was also a pre-recorded uh, fake ad that uh, I recorded a while back. We've never really used them, so we thought we'd give it a shot. Uh, please feel free to you know make comments or suggestions if there's nothing you like about tonight's show because uh, we want to make it great not just for us but for you. So, uh, yes. You know, if if you, the listener, have an idea for an ad, write oh, us yeah. in and it may... It may get read on the show if we. Yeah, if you have if you have an idea for an ad, just sh- sh- shove it at us on Discord or Facebook. Fake, or fake ads, by the way. These, these ads, are silly space ads. game. Yeah, fake, fake ads. ads. Not we're not yeah. we're not taking money for real ads. We're talking about like I don't know if you noticed that. Wait was a minute. For, yes, we are. No, yes, we're not. we are totally <laughs> we're not. taking money. We are not. Uh, that was. A, <laughs> The ad at the beginning, that was a fake ad for a corporation in the free space games. Um, <laughs> Jim, welcome Jeez. back to the show, buddy. <laughs> welcome back. And your co-host, Jim. Um, so, yeah, if you have an idea for, like, something from Mass Effect or, I don't know, something like that, like something Starship Troopers-y, why not? Um, feel free to throw them our way. Uh, we have an email. I'm John at- Shepard, and this is the best podcast on the <laughs> well, for, for, I hate that curator so much. I, I hate it. <laughs> it's such a waste. Um, so, yeah, we have an email at hail at spacegamejunkie.com that goes to all four of us. Uh, plus, there are other ways to get in touch with us if you have ideas. So feel free to hit us up with them. So basically what we're going to try and do is not only have um, a chat with a guest. We don't have a guest tonight, which is how we thought we'd try this. But we, we're, we're going to add a couple of things. The first thing we're going to do is add some news. Now, if you're not aware, uh, SpaceGameJunkie.com, I update it every so often with a digest of all the, the, all the happenings that have been going on. Dev logs, new games, patches, all that stuff. And so... Uh, Hunter thought it might be a good idea to include that in the show. We're going to include it up front, uh, just a few pieces to... uh, I'm trying to ruffle the feathers here, guys. Change the game. Roll the dice. 
<laughs> Tarnish the green. I don't know. What the fuck does that even mean? As long as we're not rolling the hard six. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking god damn it, Spass. Fuck. Good one. That was, a good, that was Battlestar Galactica, right? That's what that was? Yeah. Okay. But what does it mean? <laughs> Starbucks and Angel. That's what it means. She was an angel the whole time. Uh, and all this will happen again. Uh, so, folks, let's start with the news. Um, the big news this week, is, and that's why I'm, uh, we have a pre-recorded video of Starpoint Gemini Warlords going uh, on the stream, is that uh, the folks at Little Green Man Gaming have announced Starpoint Gemini 3, which sounds super exciting. It's coming later this year. And in a Switch, this sounds like it's... They're kind of going the Dark Star 1 route a little bit, where um, you're going to only have one ship, but it's modular. And, uh, oh, we are dropping frames left and right, you guys. I don't know what's going on. Um, Anyway, it's a modular ship, so you can build everything up to, like, I think a small frigate class with it. But it's uh, also more cockpit-oriented. So that might... Uh, help with folks who have complained about uh, Starpoint Gemini's Starpoint Gemini's um, controls being a little wonky, which you know they are. Let's be honest. Um, yeah. So is the new Starpoint Gemini game because they told me it's going to be like a, a, an RPG, right? Well, so they're all. Does RPGs. this mean that they're getting? Well, yeah, but this is more in the privateer kind of vein. So That's I'm wondering if like, they're yeah. if they're if if they're kind of getting in the same territory as like Rebel Galaxy Outlaw, which would be a good thing because we have a lack of that. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you do have uh, 3D movement as part of it because you're in smaller craft, so you're much more maneuverable. So they're they're taking it from that uh, 2D that was in the previous Starpoint Gemini games, not Warlords, of course, but in the previous Starpoint Gemini games. And you're adding in the 3D movement. Totally not at all like. Like Rebel Galaxy Outlaw, which is yeah. fine. It, hey, it's a good thing. I think it's no, a good I, thing. I, I don't. I, it's just the similarity is funny, but I, I welcome it because they make good games. So I'm down. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to play it. I'm excited. I mean, I've played all the Starpoint Gemini games, even the first one. And they've gotten, they've always been a bit janky. That first one. Have you guys played the first one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so janky. So janky. Um, but The everyone, best way to play the first one is <clears throat> in the second one. Yeah, oh, I agree. <laughs> That's uh, absolutely true, yeah. That's absolutely true. But uh, they do a good job of making each game successively less janky as they go. So I am, I'm just super excited about it. I cannot wait. We're going to try and get them back on. Uh, once they're ready to show something, which will probably be a couple months down the line, I think. But uh, we're definitely going to have them back on the show, which is uh, exciting. It'll probably be a morning show, so sorry, Jim and Hunter, but they're overseas. Um, hey, it's okay. Yeah, not, nothing I can do about that. Um, so that is the biggest news from the week. The, the second biggest piece of news, I thought, was this was, I think, today as we record this. It is um, it's uh, February 26th. Uh, the, uh, big 2.0 patch that, uh, burned promise us on the podcast a couple of months ago is out and it adds player owned shipyards. Uh, 
uh, for that's the that's the biggest ad. Uh, but it adds a bunch of little things. It fixes a bunch of little things. The 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 change log is absolutely massive on uh on this one. Uh, let's see if I can see it. Oh god, yeah, it's huge. I can't even cover everything. But Jim, you toyed with it today, didn't you? A little bit, not enough to know anything, but uh, okay. a little bit. It it's, takes it's a while a, for that game to spin up, right? Because you got to yeah. scout around and you know, you and all scout that. Around so and, I was just gotta, basically dropping satellites for an hour and then <laughs> didn't really see anything different. Yeah, I think I'm gonna just start a whole new uh, game. Uh, and, and yeah, that's that's so, what I ended up doing. Yeah. But it, the thing to me is like the everything they add, great. But the fundamental stuff, like can my ship actually fly? Can you know? Does it dock? Does it uh, you know? Or does it get stuck on shit? That that's that's the stuff, right? That is like the big fix to me. So I, I need to get to the point where I can believe that. I just haven't seen it yet. But they yeah. they've had a lot of pilot error. <laughs> well. I mean, I'm I'm really glad they're working so diligently on this one. It's the 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 frequency of updates for this one seems faster than any previous X game. Like they are just flying through the updates, which is great. Um, because <clears throat> this is the most accessible one, so I would hope that a lot more people would jump on this one. Um, so the next big piece of news is Space Engineers is finally coming out of early access. Yeah, this will be uh this will be interesting. Yeah, I know, right? It's coming out on Thursday the 28th of February. Um which incidentally Oh, wait, no. Um So it's coming out in 2 days. And yeah, I mean, that has been a that has been one janky ride <laughs> through early access. I'm going to be surprised. Well, Good. Well, I was going to say it's it's been a janky ride for like a long time to see yeah. something like Space Engineers that's pretty much been in early access for forever at this point. I mean, gosh, like I feel like I've been playing Space Engineers off and on for several years at this point. Yeah, it basically s- invented early access with that game. If It almost feels like it between that and Star Citizen, but I feel like this was almost pre-Star Citizen and or at least I feel like I was touching oh, it, it was. and playing it more than Star Citizen. So for for that very reason and the fact that they finally have multiplayer in a very stable place now than ever before, it's finally one of those things where I'm I've been taking more of an interesting dive into it. But okay. it still feels like there is something lacking other than just trying to survive. Because and that's and that's always been my thing with survival crafting games like Space Engineers, is that once you figure it out, like what is left to do other than yeah. to explore? Yeah, what's the point? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you guys. I mean, they can you can build giant like role playing servers. Yeah, but and, are there but are you know, there if missions? You have, if you have, are there quests? There. Well, there's what there is is there's there's uh there's a bunch of new mods that have been popping up recently that like random bases, random crash ships to go mm-hmm. and explore. So, I mean, the community is definitely getting involved in adding content to the game. 
But at the exact same time, uh, Empyrean definitely has the mission-type-based stuff and the PvE-type stuff a little bit more fleshed out. Yeah, I'd say um, Empyrean I, and Interstellar Rift do a way better job in, in terms of actual having a gameplay loop. Um, well, I just think now that the game's going into full-on like official status... I think you'll start seeing more community content that um, builds on that. So, I mean, there's there's people with servers now that have like several uh, planets in them, more than just like the base three. They've got like you know ten planets and all, all kinds of stuff. So, I mean, there's 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 a lot out there. But now that it's in a, uh, the most stable it's ever been, I think you'll start seeing some more positive from it. But jury's still out. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm honestly, after their last game, I'm shocked this is coming out of early access, and I'm wondering if it's one of those situations where we're running out of money. Let's put it in. Let's put it out of early access. I hope not, but they, you know, they seem excited about it, so eh, maybe it'll be all right. Yeah, but when it comes out of early access, does that mean like okay, it's done? Because I no, I don't know, I don't know. Or does it just mean feature complete, and then we got more to do? Because that can happen too. I've seen that both ways. Which is not unfair as long as they're open about it. I'm fine with that. Um, but we'll see. Uh, not really sure how that's going to go. The next big piece of news, it's less of a space game, more of a science fiction game. But if you haven't played Offworld Trading Company, you need to. Um, it's amazing. But they just made the multiplayer version of their game free. So you can play for free multiplayer matches of, of Offworld Trading Company. Um, so if you've been wondering what that game is all about, uh, that's a great way to try it. I mean, the game, the game is amazing. It is a nonviolent real time strategy game, uh, where cunning and planning and guile win the day rather than, uh, you know, who can build the biggest army of tanks and just, you know, stomp the enemy. Um, and the most violent thing in it is that you can send pirates after another yeah. corporation's transports and then yeah. have them attack them. Or, yeah, or, or sabotage their buildings and blow them up. You know, stuff like right. that. But you're not yeah. actually building a military. Right. No, you're, you're hiring other people to do the dirty work for you. Uh, I, you know, they've made a lot of updates to the game. So I loaded up a skirmish the other night. I got my ass reamed by the AI. Like, it wasted no time, like, auctioning off really good plots for itself, (laughs) which I couldn't buy because I didn't have enough money. The only thing I could say was I was not in debt like they were. But in the end, that didn't help me. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, if you guys have been interested in uh, Off-World Trading Company, that is a great way to check it out. And there's also new DLC coming on on, uh, Thursday. As well, uh, which includes new maps of Mars uh, and three new single-player narrative campaigns. Cool. Um, that's going to be $4. That sounds like a lot for $4. I mean, that's a lot of stuff for $4. That's pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> so the next piece of news, uh, it's a patch, but it's a really big one. Um, if you guys haven't played Spaceborne, it is a... God, how do you even describe it? Like, it's kind of a privateer thing, but a little Star Citizen-y because you can get out of your ship and run around and shoot things. Uh, They just, in a patch, added a full-blown dynamic economy. And they acted like it was no big deal. 
yeah, we just added a dynamic economy now. Like, oh god, what? As you yeah. do, as 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 it happens, yeah, as you do. Like, it had no, it had barely an economy before. Like, you could do a little bit of trading, but it was mostly, oh, I found this shit in some wreckage. I'm gonna sell it. That was pretty much the trading. Uh, but now they have an economy, so that game is coming along amazingly well. Um, you need a fairly powerful PC to run it. <laughs> it is. It, it's got. Yeah, it's pretty beefy. It's pretty beefy. But if you have one and you've been wanting a game where you could fly around your ship and get out and run around space stations and stuff, but also like explore and do mining. And, and but the mining is great. Yeah, the mining is fun. I love the mining. Um, I love because you got to scan a system to find asteroid fields and then you go in your mind. It's really fun. Um, yeah, Spaceborne is really fantastic. Uh, so, and, and like, and they've been just adding so much to it with like every big patch. Like they've added, I think they have player made missions now in the game. I think that was like a patch or two ago. So they are just adding. Yeah, there's so much. And it's not even out of early access and they're just layering on the content. It's amazing. This game is, this game yeah, is it's like be, one dude in Turkey making this. Yeah. Thing. And he's, yeah. he's, he's working so hard and it's just going to be. If it, if it keeps going at the rate he's going and it ends up being, like, stable and everything at the end, it's going to be a game to beat once it hits 1.0. It is going to be, like, one of the top games. Like, it's just so impressive. Um, so, and I think it had another patch recently that fixed some problems with that big, that big patch added. But, yeah, it's like, holy crap, there's a lot of stuff here. And the final piece of news, it's also patch-related. There's a kind of a uh, first-person space shootery thing called Astro Kill that came into early access a couple of years ago. And development, like, died for a while. Like, it was, like, radio silence for, like, a year. And then all of a sudden, this massive goddamn patch came out the other day that, like, updates the updates the engine and adds... You know, better targeting and all kinds of crap. Like the change log is freaking massive. Uh and I I did a, a run of the missions and they feel a lot better. Um they feel a lot more fuller. So I'd say that's another one to keep an eye on. It's like not to the it's not like as grandiose as Spaceborne, but it's got really great combat and uh it's really pretty. So that's the news. Uh, that wasn't so bad, was it? How long was that? Was that about eight, nine minutes, ten minutes? That's not too bad, right? Um, I think if we keep it to that, that'll be okay. What do you guys think? Was that a decent length? Was that too long? No, that was good. Um, uh, mileage may vary. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there there may be some days where there's just a lot more going on. Yeah, that's true. But that's yeah, okay. I'm, I'm going to try and yeah. keep it to about half. I'm going to try and keep it to maybe half a dozen at most. Uh, so we don't go too crazy, but who knows? There might be like, oh, Star Citizen hit 1.0. <laughs> I'll be a great grandfather by then. That's that's it's not April 1st yet, bro. Come on. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's got procedural omelets. Um, so that was the news. So now we're going to move on to the next part of our news structure. The. Uh, well, if we had a guest, this is where we'd be start talking to them. But we don't have a guest this week. After the We're, break, our guest. After the 
How would we even do that? Like, I guess I could mute us all and play another commercial and then come back. I guess try try Obi Wan's Jedi (laughs) Obi Wan's Jedi flakes. There you go. If you strike them down, the, uh, you know, if you if you strike them down in your cereal, you'll become more possible than they could possibly imagine. I don't know. <laughs> well, is part of a nutritious breakfast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember? Remember the robot chicken is like Admiral Ackbar cereal. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Your taste buds can't handle flavor of this magnitude. <laughs> what the hell is an aluminum falcon? It's my favorite thing ever. <laughs> Who the hell are they? Oh, shit. So, <laughs> Hunter, you said you had some stuff you want that you had on your mind. So why don't you drop it yeah, off? Yeah, I, I, you know, I've been I've been talking to to uh, Jim here about this for the past couple of days, just kind of like trying to wrap my thoughts about just the the shift that the gaming industry has been going through, and then like I feel like it has hit full force more so recently than ever before. Um, and I feel like there's been just more backlash. I think I think the like the gamers in general, I think, are starting to really feel it where a few of us have been crying wolf since like day one, not crying wolf. But like we've been we've been flagging these issues down since the beginning. And I think uh, I think most of the gaming culture is starting to pick up on it. Um, right. We're tired of paying. We're tired of paying so much for these games that are just not finished. Um, you know, they, it's like with everything from like Anthem to Fallout 76 to Mass Effect Andromeda a couple years ago to, uh, I mean, you name it. It's just that it's been getting, it's almost been getting worse. It used to be like, oh, this game came out and it had some issues, but like, you know, a few days later they patched it and it was, now it's just like, well, it'll be ready in a year. But yeah, it's, so it's like 2017, the loot box apocalypse. And then 2018, it's like, is this how you follow that up? Really? Did we learn nothing? Or are you punishing us for rebelling against loot boxes? You just like right. So you know, wait, I, haven't, cr- I haven't played Anthem. Is it is it that bad? Well, uh, yeah. I mean, you look at the reviews. I mean, the actual reviews, video reviews. People who have legitimately played it, not not the the shills out there that are just trying to you know get their Hunter, name. Out. Hunter watched me sleep through about an hour of it. Oh shit! Oh my god! Yeah, it. I can't really speak from firsthand experience, but watching other people play it, not just reading reviews or like watching a video review, like watching people play it in real time, you're just like, wow. Now, if yeah. I had been an EA game changer. I probably would have had a lot more fun with it because I got a big check. <laughs> the yeah. game is a lot more yeah, fun they, with ten thousand dollars. Let's yeah. let's not let's not that's a whole other thing. Let's not go there. Well, that's that's part of what happened though. Like that was actually one of the things that happened is a reviewer got a review copy from EA directly as part of their program, and he gave it his honest opinion, which was not good. Now the audacity. To actually now, speak the truth. After EA says it them. wasn't them. Like, it wasn't the reason. It wasn't because he was brutally honest. It was because apparently he broke some other terms in their agreement. Well, he, but, he had the wrong watermark on his video. Uh, Instead of saying sponsored video, it actually said EA Game Changer. 
Yeah. And apparently you're not allowed so anyway. to let on that you're a member of that elite group. Yeah. Oh, so so anyway. if you're a game changer, don't talk about being a game changer. So maybe there is right. an yeah, NBA. It's like, a, it's like a fight club thing. Yeah, it's like the first but, rule of EA club. <laughs> don't talk about EA club. Um, but no, so so like with with all of this going on, I was also talking to Jim about you know, the, the gaming as a service industry that we are in full fledged force on. And in some cases it's being done really, really well because you're, you're getting really good content and they're not trying to shill out all of the microtransactions that are happening behind the scenes. Yeah. I gotta say, Um, I think think like Ubisoft is a good example of someone who's doing it. I think, well, like their games are online and, but, you know that's a so. that's that's a very good observation brian because that's that's uh that's the point i've been trying to make too for the past couple of days is as i sit down and think about it over the last decade when i think about a company who's been more consistent at putting out really good new games mm-hmm. uh yeah. that are that's a tr- that's a that, that's considered quote unquote a triple a i mean titanfall 2 came out it was good it unfortunately didn't get a lot of uh, good attention, but yeah. it wasn't a bad game. That's well, the unfortunate part. No, you have to remember it, what it, happened with Titanfall 2, it, though, it, is they got sandwiched in between yeah. Call of Duty. Call of Duty came and out, the next one. week Titanfall came out, and the week after that, Battlefield 1. So EA yeah. dropped the the better game in the middle of the two Titans. Well, they, they claim... Crap. They claim, and, it was, uh, they claim that uh, Respawn chose that date. So they they well, passed the buck, but I don't know well, if Respawn chose the other two dates. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, to well, to hear Respawn tell it, they don't claim to have changed to you know, have chosen that date. But yeah, but uh, it's kind of interesting now to see the other side of that because Respawn jumps out with Apex Legends out of nowhere. See, th- this is the beauty <laughs> of this. Okay, is. This is a return to something. I I hope the entire games industry is paying attention to this, right? Because it took Fortnite, what, like two weeks to get like up to 20 million players or something a month, maybe. These guys were at 25 million players within 72 hours, right? That's pretty. pretty, And you know what? They didn't speak a word about this game until the day it popped out. This game did not exist in anyone's mind until the moment that it was available. It was just like, hey, guys, here it is. It's a game. <laughs> Pow. And yeah. within 72 hours, 25 million players. So that tells me that you don't need influencers. You don't need video game press. You, need, you, need a you good don't game. need any of that shit. You, you need just a need game. a good game that sells yeah. itself, right? And they dropped the right product in the right market because Fortnite fatigue is a thing. With the right, people are so sick of it. But from the right company, because again, Respawn has a lineage that is undeniable. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know that people were looking at that. They, I mean, it's if you look at yeah, Titanfall and Titanfall Two, right? The the recent history, but they also this game, the shooting mechanic. Oh yeah, but you know it, it's it's like our memories are short, right? Mm. So you're only as good as the last thing you put out, which was Titanfall two. So people look industry, at yeah. Uh, yeah, and and in tight with Titanfall two, uh, well, no, honestly, uh, Bioware, 
right? The, you're only as good as the last thing you put out. Otherwise, I would say Bioware is the best developer, but that's not the same Bioware. But that's, that's what I'm. That's that's the point I was making. Though yeah. in today's industry, you're only as good as the last thing you put out. As were beforehand, like within the last five to ten years, if you were to say Bioware, I'd have been like, oh man, yeah. But what if I said Microprose? Oh, exactly. Ooh, exactly. Ooh. Itchy. Shots fired. Yeah, that's that's other news. Uh, Microprose is back. Are they though? There's there's one. No, I mean the name really. is back. The name. The is name back. is back. So, so, so you know, it's, with the dude, it's, it's, with the, it's, with, it's with great salt that I have to say Westwood Studios. But I'm just going to go on. Yeah, but but the thing is though the the whole Microprose deal. That guy, that's the guy that was that's like running Titan IM which you've watched blue Drake jizz all over himself. You know what that that's like, it's like Arma three that plays smooth like butter. Right. Right. So maybe something good will come of that, but that's all we know. So, but yeah, apex though, um, so the, the shooting mechanics apex, are solid. Yeah. The right? thing with apex is of all of the battle Royale games that are out there that I've personally tried, and I'm not good at any of them, but <laughs> yeah. this is the first one. Well, it's just because it's just not my jam, right? Like I, right. I'm not cramming in hours a day just playing that all the time. Um, but like you know, if I was if I was like back in high school, like playing it, oh hell yeah, dude! So Apex Legends is by far the best battle royale game I have ever seen, and there are so many things that they're doing in this game that are right. Yeah. And it's impressive. Now, whether or not you like battle royale games or not, this like if you just go and look at the mechanics, how they're like doing things, how like the design of it, it's just it has some beauty and aesthetic to it from a mechanical point of view that is just super impressive. Yeah, and again, they did not run like ten betas. They didn't have you know it didn't come out and need like a day one patch because it was buggy and. You know, people crashing all the time. Nobody could stay connected. It wasn't a shit launch, right? It it was a game that came out. It was competent, not perfect, but better than anything else. So yeah, I think I think the only thing that they had they've had issues with is uh, net connections, mm-hmm. but like nothing the game itself that's breaking. So yeah, far I just I've- I just can't get over the stealth release. Like it's unheard of. That it's just like, here's this game. It's great. Play it. Bang. And there was no hype up. There was no, you know, like, and to contrast that with the other game from EA this month, where it's like, well, we have like, you have to look at a spreadsheet to know when you get to play the game based on what tier you bought it in. Right? That whole bullshit with Anthem. I mean, it reminded Uh, me of a Kickstarter pitch where you actually have to check the chart to see when you get your rewards no that's yeah, not necessarily yeah. a bad thing because kickstarter has to sort of do that but it ain't a 60 because you have some here it ain't a right. 60 dollar retail game that's then microtransacted to shit you know yeah, uh, that it, i have an it, issue it's like the the best that could have happened to that game is it could come out and be destiny 2 but it ain't <laughs> you know when destiny 2 came out it was like it feels good, but there's nothing really holding my attention here, right? It's kind of hollow. 
well, then they filled it in. This game doesn't feel good. So no amount of like, let's slap content in here is going to do it. So is dead. Uh, let's, let's like start a betting pool on how long till it's free to play. But the, the thing that amazes me though, is that EA stealth released Anthem like days before the, <laughs> the, uh, or, yeah. Um, Apex rather days before Anthem came out Yeah, and it just eclipsed Anthem. Like Anthem just does not exist. Have you looked at Twitch? Because it Apex is blowing out League of Legends. It's blowing out Fortnite. Whoa. It's wow. top of the charts. It has been solid top of the charts That's since so it came great. out. That's so great. It, it's just yeah. yeah it, it's I mean, just like it, it's, it's something new. Me. It's not for me. I tried it, and yeah, I th- I, th- I think. Games like Super Animal Royale and Gene Shift spoiled me for Battle Royale because those games last like oh, what? Super Super Animal Royale is so good. It's they're both so good, but those those matches last like what three minutes, four minutes, right? They're fast, yeah, they're, they're violent. They're great. Whereas Apex, I'm running around like okay, twenty minutes dead. Oh, well, that was the thing. Oh, the thing about the thing about Apex though is the way that they've it? designed the new the the new game is is you have to play it with. Uh, a squad, right? right. Which I'm, but, I mean, I'm fine with, but I was still so bored. It's like uh. you never played PUBG. No, PUBG, I didn't. you would run around for a half hour oh. trying to just find bullets for a gun. Oh god, right? It's like awful. I got, I got two guns. I, I got a pistol. I got an assault rifle, and I got a pocket full of shotgun shells, oh. and I got a can of beans and a smoke grenade, and oh. I ain't got shit. Right, and Brian then you run and then you run into a guy with a sniper rifle with a scope that kills you from like uh, 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 you know oh, up on the mountain yeah, or whatever, like, and it's like pop and you're dead. But you blew a half hour of your life with no ability to interact with other people other than awful. just be a victim. That yes, awful. it absolutely is. So so that's the thing, right? And if you play Day Z that it's based on, it's even worse. Oh, you, you could spend a day <laughs> trying to find bullets for a gun and then get murdered and then people take your shit. Oh, no. So I, I just, I just don't have anything for those games. Um, but with apex, it's like, Hey, let's drop there because somebody who's played the game a couple of times knows that's a high loot zone. We're going to drop in there. We're going to get guns, ammo, and a, the accessories that you hook on the guns and we're going to be ready to go. And there's a flow of the map. There's a guy that's got a video out that explains like what the map flow is. And, and it makes perfect sense now that I've watched that, that this game, the map is amazingly designed because they've got certain loot zones that people are going to get attracted to. They've got that uh, supply ship that's like a magnet for noobs. People that know what they're doing don't go there. But noobs are like, oh, yeah, we're going to go, you know, and, and it thins the herd real fast. Um, there's places where if you're not in the circle, it's not a big deal because the, the circle, like going past you is not a death sentence like it is in other games. Cause the other games is just like, Oh God, I can't keep up and I'm dead. But here it's like, yeah, it does enough damage to encourage you to move your ass. <laughs> right. But you can heal past it. Right. And the other thing about it is that they have these, uh, 
like ropes that go up and there's a balloon in the air. And when you get up there, you get your rocket pack back and you get to like redeploy on the map and you can go pretty far. So it's like, that's an amazing feature. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many little things that are in this game that they just, it, it didn't have any public testing or beta or any of that bullshit. It was just like, these guys just put this perfectly competent product out without a word. I'm not surprised. And, I mean, well, there was a word. They did announce it beforehand, before they well, were. Well, they, like, they showed like it to a some day, influencers like, like the day. Friday before. Yeah, like, right, like, right. The week before, pretty much. That, yeah, but they were under was... NDA and they blew it because they weren't supposed to talk about it over the weekend. Yeah, but that, but like, that, that window, was. compared to other pre-release windows, was astonishingly small. Like, like yeah, well, We had how long small. on Anthem? Like a year and a half? And the moment that I saw that game, I was like, this is going to suck. And <laughs> truth, right? You know, it's like, wow, Mass Effect died for this. Really? Exactly. I was about to say the exact same thing. But yeah, Wait, game is a service, it? right? Right. Yeah, that that's the thing. So there, if, if you look at it, it's like, okay, so EA is like, we want a Fortnite. Well, they got a Fortnite. And EA is also like, we want, uh, I don't know, a, a Destiny, right? Or a war, uh, Warframe, something that is a game as a service that we can just milk because nobody can be World of Warcraft. Everybody's finally given up on trying that. Even World of Warcraft can't be World of Warcraft anymore. I'm going to touch so, on that in a second. Yeah, so it's like the MMO space is out, and these companies are still addicted to the idea of we need residuals. We need monthlies off of people. We need, we need something where the game continues and like rainbow six, uh, the new one, um, whatever the hell that's called rainbow six, something siege. 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 Yeah. That game is doing amazingly well. Right. And it's not because of the monetization, although it's there, it's making money for them, but they keep putting free content into it and it's good. You know, and the yeah, you could pay for the operators, you can buy a season pass, whatever. I can unlock them by just playing the game, right? If you like the game, if you're playing the game, you're unlocking the shit. So it's what it is, right? So it, it's really like people, you get into the point where people throw money into the game because they want to support the game, not because, oh God, the pain. Not because of it's a painful this out. They have to get past. Right. Yeah. And and that's why people like I've spent money in Warframe. I've probably spent four hundred dollars in Warframe in the last two years. But there's a reason, right? Not because I feel compelled to. It's not because the game puts me in a headlock and you know twists my arm until I finally say uncle and give it money. No, it's because it's like hey, they deserve some money for this. So I don't have a problem with that. I'll I'll buy their premium bling stuff. It's fine. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a different know. mentality. It, it's yeah, definitely it, different mentality. But I, but I think that's where the business is leaning is the business. These companies that don't get it are from the boardroom saying, we need a fortnight, deliver us a fortnight. And, you know, it, it's like, it, it, well, it's if you game don't, development being directed by the shareholders. That's yes. what it is. Yeah. It's development yeah. from the boardroom. But anyway, go ahead. So, so that's that's exactly my next point is that 
in I I do not think that we will ever see a new AAA MMO. I also don't think we'll ever see a new AAA game that allows you to host your own server. Well, I I don't know about that, but the chances of that one are pretty slim. And uh, th- that that just compounds the issue of games as a service, where they're trying to get the MMO numbers to milk the microtransactions out of. It. Uh, and so instead of you know, paying like monthly fees, and it's proven stupidly effective if you look at Fortnite. That that game made so much money, it, but it was free, and it just boggles my mind. It makes so much money. People, they opened they opened a store. That's how much money it paid. Like yeah, some yeah, like but it's also but, I think smart that they did that because they diversified. They are not a Fortnite company because Fortnite just got served. And so you can't build your whole business on this is going to be forever. Right. right? No, so I, so yeah, it was wise for them to come up with plan B. Totally agree. Yeah. It's like invest it while you got it. Don't, yeah. don't just pay it out to the shareholders and have a, have a hot tub party. You know, it's like <laughs> do well, something with them. Well, and that's, and that's again where I feel like you, you see the differences in, in company style between, uh, a company that's public and a, and a company that's private. Like, so, you know, we're starting to see a little bit of some of this issue with EA and Blizzard Activision, for example. They're, they're dealing with some weird stuff. As we're like, p- places like Bethesda and like CD Projekt Red, they're not uh, public companies like those other ones are. And so um, when they do corporate restructuring, it's for different reasons. Um, I was reading recently where people were like, oh no, like CD Projekt Red, GOG, they're dealing with financial struggles and they had to like fire 12 people. And I was like, yeah, but then they like hired double the amount of like what those that they like fired. So it's like, I don't think they're suffering anything, you know? And I know that they're changing their policy in the GOG store to be like no more of this, like, uh, you know, bonus price back to people to make it a little bit more fair for the different regions, which I understand why they did that. And I respect why they did that, but I also don't have a problem with them killing that program. You know, so it's, it's one of those things where, um, I'd rather see, honestly, I'd rather see more of GOG trying to work on getting some of these older games more frequently, but I understand that they also have to continue making money to pay their people to try and get those other games. So they have to, they have to keep doing what they're doing in order to do that. Yeah. I wonder though, have they dried out the well on the, the abandoned wear stuff or no, there's, there's the, I do. There are so many other abandoned games out there. Are there so many other, like lost in IP hell or licensing hell that I I don't mean that that they've, I don't mean that they've run out of games to get. I mean, the profit that they would make out of just being a store oh, for new games eclipses what gotcha. they would get for selling abandonware by so much. Well, potentially, but they're also still a curation store. Like they don't just allow anything on their store. Um, you know, it's still, it's still, they still curate even the new stuff. So yeah, 
Um, which I still applaud them for, honestly. I still think that like they, they started out that way and they continue to do that. So mm. it gives them a little bit more control instead of just opening up the floodgates like Steam has. Where I yeah. get why Steam did it, but at the same time, the fact that they did it also has put us in the predicament that we're in today to be quite true. So, but I, but it's know, interesting that they're coming out with Cyberpunk and they've already said they're not going to make it exclusive to their store at all. So they're going to sell it everywhere. Well, they didn't do that with Witcher, the Witcher game. Right. But, but I'm saying we're in the age now of where, you know, like the whole Epic store is paying games to be exclusive for 12 months. For for a year. Yeah. So, so this would be like, if ever they were going to say, Hey, we got this game. Everybody's going to want. And we're only selling it in our store because we're not well, going to give Valve thirty percent. You can't. You can't just exclusively look at the PC market here on this one because the 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 console markets, which I'm sure the the new the new games also going to be going on consoles. They, the the Xbox and, and PlayStation have been doing this kind of crap for years, which is why I've always been so pissed at Microsoft being like exclusive. And I'm just like, yeah, it's a timed exclusive. Let's not. Yeah, let's but not now Microsoft. Why do these people? But now Microsoft's going to be putting out Switch exclusives. <laughs> well, that's and that's and that's another interesting factor of the console things. But that's a side. That's a side note. But I don't even know how really, to process that, man. It's looking really strong. Like they're going to put Xbox Game Pass on the Switch, not just their social networking stuff. I was reading some insider stuff today, and it was. But didn't I say pretty damning? They're trying. Well, they're trying to get a streaming service. So the first, only way that you're going to play Halo on your Switch is to at, stream that. Sh- at first, it was just their social stuff. That's what they said. But some new things have come out saying like they're putting Game Pass on the. I was shocked. Right, and the only way that Game Pass is going to be usable is if it's a streaming service. That's the only way because none of that shit is yeah. So mm-hmm. and soon coming to your Android phone, watch for it. Well, you know, and that's and again, that's another interesting part of this market talk is that both Google and Amazon and uh, Verizon of all places are getting into the game streaming like talk, like they're right. all announcing that they're going to be doing. It. And I'm like, oh Jesus, no, don't do. It. Yeah, and so no. this is, and this is, and so, and so, and 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 pardon me for getting on my PCMR soapbox for a second. I, well, you, you know this, 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 this frustrates me because I came from, and why, and what interested me so much about the games and gaming in general was like I have this cool toy, this this game that I bought, and I can do so many things with it, which is where the gaming industry like boomed from in the late 90s and early 2000s was from like the modding community and like the underground wares community like do you i don't think people fully realize that they sold copies of half-life specifically so that they could play counter-strike and only counter-strike like people bought copies of kind of like Half-Life just to play that or just to play Day of Defeat or whatever. Like they weren't mods, just buying it for the base game. Sold a lot of Skyrim. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's not just the base game that people were interested in with that. Mods mods are what mods mods are what sold. Mads. Mads yeah. are what sold. 
But okay, so look at it this way too. Then when consoles came around, specifically middle of the original Xbox generation, right? So at that point, all of the game makers are making for the Xbox and the PlayStation 2. And then PC gets ports of that. So that hobbled the PC so much because the PC could have done way more than yes. what we actually got, but we got But then 2004 to- hit and and PC got a lot of stuff in 2004 cuz 2003 was that Xbox, you know, original that you're talking about. But then like in 2004 a whole boy did PC get yeah, a lot of gaming. But but then look at uh, PlayStation 3, Xbox 3 or 360, 360 era, yeah. right? And then, and then 2006, yeah. Right, and then now when you look at things that come out, right? It's stuff that's like Xbox 1 or whatever, which is a lot closer to PC, but the PC gets gets performance stuff, right? Like if you want to play 4K 60, you know, that's that's the the magic on PC right now. It, frames my, oh, my frame. frames yeah well you know hey it's like i got a monitor that can do 165 frames so you, if your game serves up 30 i'm gonna be pissed but <laughs> for for the longest time you know we we lived with like oh god i'm frame rate locked at 30 frames on a pc why because it's a shitty console port i got consoleitis and yeah. we're finally free of that thank god but you know, it's. It, but my fear is when we get to the streaming shit, then these companies are going to say, you know what? It, now we're platform agnostic. Everything's going to be in the cloud. We don't. We don't have to sell anything to people. Well, we don't need the Steam store. And, we and don't here's, need- right. So, so, so you're hitting on you're hitting on what I'm trying to really get to is that we saw in the last five years alone a massive, massive increase. In the PC market, the PC gaming market exploded and exploded like largely where I was starting to see more and more about case mods. You know, people are getting into RGB color schemes more than ever before, like the the tinted, you know, plexiglass windows and all this other, you know, like PC gaming was like massively exploding. And I'm not saying that I'm seeing like a like a crash in the market, but I'm just I'm I, I feel like that the reasoning for any of that is going away. Like what would be the point of having any of that? Like that as a hobby is no longer like sustainable when the market is shifting greatly. Yeah. Cause well, it's going to be like, okay, I can stream phone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, I don't even need, I don't even need a phone or whatever, because at that point, my smart TV has Bluetooth. I hook a controller to the TV and I just stream. Oh, yeah. the frickin TV. We talked it's about coming. that. Yeah. It's coming. It's already and here. It's, it's going to be, you know, so at that point, it, it's like you could have the rippinest PC in the world. It's only going to be a stream catcher for whatever comes off the cloud. And fuck that. I no no. I want to run my game locally because the other problem is that games, the games that will get made, are the ones that suit the platform and that platform does not deal well with lag. You know, <laughs> it's, well, it's right. like the games, so, the games are going to have to tolerate I, the I limitations of the platform. I have a counterpoint to make. Uh, I was able to get into the project stream uh, thing where you could 
play um, yeah. Assassin's Creed Odyssey in Chrome. Uh, and it was phenomenal. Like, you could not I tell the difference. That. You couldn't tell the difference between... Because um, I I bought Origins because uh, Odyssey was so good, and I tried them both out one after the other. And yeah, you couldn't tell which one was local and which here's, one wasn't. Here's a question. Here's a question I got for you, Jim. And this will this will mm-hmm. probably back up what you just said, Brian. Uh-huh. Remember when I did the Nvidia like multiplayer stream thing to you when we played Lego Star Wars? Yeah. How was the quality on that? Uh, it was okay, but it was running at like 720p and it was a little bit laggy, but it was like mostly okay. Right. It was was doable, but it was not good. Right. And that was coming from my machine, from my internet connection to your machine on your internet connection, which are just resident. So that's a thing to take into consideration when like you have... And I've seen what real game streaming can do now with what Brian just said, and it shocks me. It's amazing. Yeah, well, especially whenever you see some of the technology that's going on where uh, I forget what this company was doing, but they got that shit down to the point where it was like, you know, under 10 millisecond lag. And I don't understand how, if it's like predictive, whatever, or something, but but it's like they they had some kind of stream compression shit going on. Um, it was uh, Linus from Linus Tech Tips went out there and was yeah, and yeah, yeah. was showing that off like a year ago, and it was just like okay, that's scary because I don't want it to succeed, but I fear that it will. Right. Well, and I get the reasoning behind it and like the the, the use cases for it, but, but I just but bro, it stops it, all the it, pirates. It's it's but it's never going to pirate. It's never going to replace local computing because local games because I mean not everyone's going to have this super broadband connection that allows. Well, you say that, Brian, that. but like they they there's been so much push in the industry for these changes. Like I honestly never thought I would see the day when mobile was starting to be taken this seriously as it is today. The mobile gaming market is, is taking off hard and Fortnite is like, you go on, you go on Amazon right now. And I was looking at like mobile, like mobile gaming peripherals, like these dongles that you hook up to your phone to like make a game. Like there's now gaming cell phones are being put out. Thanks Razor. Like, and they're not the only ones. There's other companies that are putting out gaming specific phones so people can. Well, that, that new Samsung, the big ad push was the best phone to play Fortnite. I was like, oh. yeah, yeah. So, and, and, and that kind of shocks me a little bit. And I understand like there's a, there's a market where people, you know, as a developer, you want to make money doing what you're doing. Like I get that. And I'm not trying to say, don't do that. I just, I just, I see this shift, and I think to myself, why, why is this shift exist? Um, you know, what, what is it about the community before that made it so that you had to take this ability away? Um, and I get games as a service, like they, they can milk and monetize these games for all that they're worth, and then they, they don't even blink an eye about it. It's almost they're almost willing to take the L for the first year because they know people are still going to be milking. Right. And if, if everything streams off the cloud, then there is no community made content to compete with your microtransaction shit. So it, it, like it's Bethesda itis, right? Like, Hey, 
How many Fallout 76 mods are there? Zero. All right. So they have full control of that. And and you bet they'll allow mods, but it'll be through their platform, which will be the paid mods like they tried to do with Fallout 4 and failed. But, you know, it's it's like, well, this this is the way that we can make it a game as a service, right? And also, the, this is the weird shit, is they came out with their roadmap for the next 12 months. And it's like, really? Is that what happens with an uh, Anthem 2? Also released a year-long roadmap for content and it's and it's like so every game that comes out now we're going to get a roadmap for you know year by year of what's going on hmm elite dangerous much yeah thanks braben they're not even doing that anymore though like when's their when's is, do they even have a roadmap anymore well yeah because they pissed everybody off with that dlc that split the player base and oh horizons yeah yes and then it was supposed to be a seasonal thing, but then they uh, went like how many years and just continued to miss the, you know, cause they were like horizons is going to be this and it's going to be wrapped in a year. And then it took like two and a half years. So they're, they're still not done. Gonna, they're still, they're, they still have yet to add the carriers and blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah, and exactly. What, but then they out. said, they said like after no it's like after they finish this cycle right like the next big patch whatever then it's going to be like dlc stuff you know it's they're going to sell mm. it in pieces so that's going to yeah, be yeah mm. yeah and this I, is this is where again i go back to the initial point people are starting to get tired of paying 60 dollars for these games and, and then you know continue i continue to pay and, but that's but that's just it. They're getting tired of it, but they're going to keep doing it anyway because everybody is like hoping, oh, maybe this game's different or maybe this game's different. And that's just so unfortunate. So well, unfortunate. People are dumb enough to just continue to. It's like I have to have the new hotness. Day day one, yeah. buy our sixty dollar game and buy the sixty dollars season pass while you're. Yeah, and then we'll sell you a red dot reticle for five bucks. Your cut. <laughs> so th- there is a slight counterpoint to some of that. And I say some because it's only one aspect that I'm referring to here. And it's with the way some companies have put out a game in Japan. They put out all the DLC for it and then they port it to the West. And they stagger the DLC release schedule. And the reason why they do that, even though they released all the DLC already in Japan, it's not for any reason other than to curb the sales back to places like GameStop. Especially if you're on a console, people are going to buy the disc, then they'll play you know, the game for a few weeks and then return it. But if there is a DLC release schedule that is, say, a few months down the line, it gives the game a little bit more of yeah. some legs. And I can respect that. I mean, at least they're honest that- and upfront about why they're doing it that way. That is a little different, and I do agree with it. Like I do respect that, which is but, kind but of when that's when that streaming happens. Well, fel- farewell games. Yeah, well, GameStop's already in in in, well, in yeah. deep deep. Well, there, yeah, there, there, it, every time every time I go past there, it looks more like Think Geek and less like Games. It's becoming yeah, a yeah, 
Well, yeah. because Think Geek owns them. Yeah, it's 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 quite it's quite sad, really. The Think Geek is but shutting no, like, down, uh, right? Isn't Think Geek shutting down? I think uh, they, I'm they not shut sure a couple of retail stores, but I think that's what's going just, on is they're killing the they're killing the retail store that's a dedicated because they're doing better in a mixed store with a GameStop. Yeah. So to Spaz's point, like, for example, with Destiny 2, you know, they announced the game and then they announced, like, this DLC is coming, this DLC is coming, and this DLC. Like, they're already in the middle of working on it and they say that it's coming out. It's not like, by the way, we're making deal. It's not like they come out with the game and then, like, six months later, like, hey, we've developed a new DLC. It'll be out in another month. Like, they tell you up front that they're already working on DLC that'll be out here, here, and here to kind of keep that going. But that re- that goes back to the games as a service. You keep playing because they're going to keep pushing out more and more content. It, it's interesting, though, with EA. Here's a funny thought someone pointed out to me the other day about EA with uh, APAC. Is they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot because they did the whole Battlefield 5 thing and then they did Apex and then they've got Anthem and it's just like there's not enough players for all three of those games. So it's like something's going to have to freaking give right and it's going to get worse next month because then they're putting out the battle royale mode for battlefield 5 yeah and it, and i and honestly i think that like apex is just it's it's gonna not help their cause yeah it's like there's more gamers than ever but there's only so there's, many of them there's the only so time. many people that are going to play the same type of game because let's be honest so, there's still people playing star wars galaxies that are that are not playing apex legends you know like well maybe, maybe that's maybe that's the lesson to the industry is quit all making the same fucking game make different games because one game is going to suck up the whole audience if everybody makes the same game there will be one winner and everybody else is a loser so make different well games. here's and here's why and here's exactly why apex is doing so well is because they were able to take what all of these other battle royales were doing wrong and not do that Yeah. So and it's technically not the same <laughs> because yeah, well, they, they already learned from someone else's mistakes. But, right. Well, I mean, but, it's the uh, same game type. It's it's still a battle royale, but they're not yeah. making the same. Yeah, but there can only be one, right? It's right. it's like it's like freaking Highland. We are one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, and Epic just felt the quickening, right? It's like, okay, I, I'm I'm sure. They're That's they're not they're analogy. not crying, but they're they're concerned. <laughs> okay, so um, someone's here. <laughs> yeah, so I think the the message to the industry is maybe it's time to make something else. Like, look at other markets that are out there that are completely unserved right now, flight simmers, and uh, make something for them. Right, because DCS is the only thing going, and boy, is it expensive! It's not only expensive. Oh, you could be a thousand dollars into that game. Um, It's not only expensive, (laughs) but it's just it's unmanageable. It's not a game. Come on. Well, that's the problem. It's not a game, right? It's not a game. But I want something that is that is not Ace Combat either, right? I want something in the middle. And there's that Harrier. There, there's so that. There's that make. Harrier game that's in early access. That's looking to be yeah a good uh, the, EF 2000 uh, successor. It's coming oh, along. They just had an update for it. 
Yeah, along. it's coming along. I, I don't know, man. It's just I'm fatigued with that thing because mm. it's been well, so to be long, fair to so Ace slow. Combat, it's not trying to be a simulator. Oh, absolutely it, not. I just yeah, want it's, it's trying to be, you know, again. yeah, it's, it's just in between that sim space and the arcade space that and it has its niche and it does it well. Yeah, Jimmy's and I understand it doesn't click with everything. Yeah, we yeah, nobody, nobody we want need... those old Microprose and lighter Jane's games yeah. that are like, you know, on the lighter and lucky side. Lucky for you, Microprose is back, baby. Uh, with They're... Warbirds 2020. Woo! Yeah, that's not the place that I would want. <laughs> oh, God. But again, goddamn game is a service. Ah, stop. Just, just remaster you know? your European Air War and put it on Steam. That is all you need to do. Oh my just, god! Just do that. European Air War would be so. Why can't Gog I, put that out? If right? Gog wants some money, man. Oh, European Air War, please. I could not buy that fast enough. Like, like as I would buy that in milliseconds if that appeared on Gog. Ugh. So yeah, so it's not to say that the the casual gamer is ruining you know my 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 games. It's not it's not that. It's the um it's just the fact that there are more ways to game than ever before. And because it's becoming more and more trendy to make games, there's actually like college courses for this stuff. You know, people yeah. can learn Unity in their basement. You yeah, know, I just, wonder seeing I wonder though, the whole college like I'm going to school to be a game developer. I wonder if that's like tapering off now, like kids have realized no no, i think i think i I think i don't think i think it's i think it's i think it's i think it's classified differently though now i don't think they like um i don't think they specifically advertise it as like be be the game maker guy i think it's something else but yeah it could pass that controller i gotta tighten up the graphics on level three (laughs) um yeah so so really though it's just like you see the the big business getting involved in a lot of things and it's just really changing, changing the scheme in the market a lot. And shareholders as a service. <laughs> yeah. 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 No. And, Ooh, trademark and it, it, that. It, yeah. there's, there's, um, there was, for example, I, licensing and IPs are, are, are a big point of contention for me. Cause you know, we've, we've said on the show before, like I just have so much, frustration with how like the star trek ip is being handled in gaming where it's either it's either going to their vr game which is good don't get me wrong i like i like the bridge simulator but everything else is just going to star trek online and that's not a game that's doing like the best either um oh then there are the the uh pay to win mobile ports because you know there's those yeah, but I just don't feel like those exist in the same space. You know what I'm saying? Like, no pun intended. But, right, you know, I get what you're saying. You know, I just it it's not it's not the same type of gaming experiences that you would find elsewhere. So, so with with that, you know, on top of how poorly EA has been handling Battlefront and any of the Star Wars titles, so many Star Wars titles have been announced and then canceled and then announced and canceled. Apparently, respawn is working on as you know the some like uh, fall of the Jedi that takes place in between episode three and four game that they're working on. You know, which we don't really know much other than that, and 
I'm concerned that even that's going to get canceled somehow, some way down the road because they were working on some big open world Star Wars game and that just got just shit canned like out of nowhere. It just was like, and they're not making this. I'm like, but why? (laughs) For what? For what reason? Like when you have people who are still playing revived versions of Star Wars Galaxies, and I'm not just saying like, you know, a couple hundred people. I'm talking about like thousand plus people. Yep. Playing, you know, these these old revived Battlefront Two. People are still playing Republic. The original, yeah, the original, original Battlefront Two. Yeah, people are still playing Republic Commando, Racer. Yeah. Well, it's. I think it's a problem in the industry of blockbuster itis. Like, if I was a small game company, I would say that if I build a game and enough people played the game that I made income that was equal to double my operating expenses, I would be in a sweet spot and I would sustain that as long as I could. But for these other companies, it's like, if you don't make like a thousand times your operating expense, it's not a giant blockbuster and it wasn't worth your time to do. So shut that studio down. And that's why I hate to see like the small studios get sucked up because that's what happens. You know, it's like, let's milk that, that one blockbuster out of them and then scatter them to the wind or whatever. And you lose that whole like mom and pop thing because Walmart came to town. So, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so it just, it makes me super concerned for the future of like, and I could be proven wrong and God, I hope I get proven wrong, but I just, I, again, you know, I do not feel like we're going to see too much improvement anytime soon. And I, I'm thankful that we have smaller companies still that are making, you know, these in these indie companies or, you know, like double a studios that are yeah. still going strong, making games like congrats for Starpoint Gemini three, like good job guys. I'm glad that's a thing that's happening, you know, and I look forward to seeing more about it. And I'm, you know, I'm so glad like, you know, the mech warrior stuff is, is making a resurgence and some, you know, former fashion with Battletech stuff. Like I, I'm, I'm really thankful for that, you know, but it's not, you know, you're not seeing any of these massive studios involved in that. Right. Because the era that we're from mech warrior and flight Sims and X wing, that is the core of PC gaming hobby, right? It's, it's not yeah, out on those, the fringe. Those are our RTSs. Yeah. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. I, I think what went on with Grey Goo, because you ended up with a company that had a lot of experience making 4X games, made a damn good 4X game, had an unfortunate name on it, didn't really sell, and then it was like a five dollar game a year later, right? Was Grey so, Goo a 4X game? Because I thought it was an RTS. Or not? It's a, it's I mean, an RTS. Uh, RTS yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah right. I meant RTS <laughs> acronyms. That's um, fine. You're good. But but anyway, yeah. So I think that they made a a bitchin' good RTS game, you know, like StarCraft good. And then nobody really played it. So that sent the message to the industry, like, don't make an RTS game. Just don't. Or it's death, right? It's it's like the third rail. It's deadly. Don't touch RTS. Uh, Which is unfortunate, right? Because a lot of people still like it. But it's, it's a thing of like, if if there was X number of people that are into it and that maintains at about the same level, but then 
you have grown the audience for something like Fortnite to like 8 million people instead of a couple hundred thousand. Well, right. Like why would you screw around making a game that's going to sell a couple hundred thousand when you can actually come out and, you know, make like a million dollars a day. So you're, you're wasting your time. Right. That's how the bigger companies, but I, but I like stuff like, you know, with, uh, LGM, you know, with the, the whole star point Gemini deal, it's like they got a thing, they're good at it and they keep like making alterations of, you know, it's, it's like different flavors of the same sort of thing because they have an audience for that. And they know, you know, it's not a huge audience, but it's enough to sustain their operating costs. So they have jobs, (laughs) you know, it's the mom and pop mentality, which I like, um, you know, yeah. it's, you know, and they're not, they're not dumping the money off to shareholders. So it's, it's not like we made a bajillion dollars. Hey, we're broke at the beginning of the year again. So start over. Right. Cause that's, that's really, that's the way AAA acts is like they're broke all the time because well, quarter to quarter they could they, die. They need to show all these profits in order to keep the shareholders happy. That's the problem. The inherent problem. Right, because you could be you could be sitting on a giant pile of money if the if the income the next quarter doesn't surpass the previous quarter, you're dead. Even though you're sitting on because, a mountain of money. Yeah, it's because you don't just need the money; you need all the money. Right. So and can that's you the mentality sustain, that the can you sustain to- growth indefinitely? No. No. So that's why we're looking at a collapse of AAA. I think well, because they'll get to a point where they just can't. And then it's so, so here's so here's here's some final thoughts. Here's some final thoughts that I have on this because you know at, at this point we're probably going to start getting into it. But my final thoughts are this: Ubisoft, keep doing what you're doing. Agreed. You're you're doing good so far. Uh, I feel like maybe New Dawn might be a little bit more microtransactiony than I would like. However. You know, Wildlands, The Division, Far Cry 5, uh, Star Trek Bridge Simulator. Mm, steep. All you know, games. Yeah. really good content. Mm-hmm. You know, the, all the Tom Clancy stuff, you guys are doing good. Keep it up. Now, I, I just don't know how I feel about Blizzard anymore. I'm really nervous about the future of Blizzard with Activision because I'm a, I'm a Blizzard fanboy, at least I was. Um, you know, and I just, I do not expect I will ever see a good Star Wars game ever again. And so I'm kind of sad. I don't think I'll we'll see f- a good Star Wars anything ever again. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, yeah. That's that, a different that goes show. without saying. That's a different podcast. Um, so, but, you know, I just really, I just really want to see, you know, something that is not just so focused on trying to milk the money from me. Like, I want to see good gaming content, good gaming experiences, yeah. good get. Like, if you're going to do multiplayer, don't try and, like, force me to do the multiplayer. That's the thing that I'm also seeing, too, is, is a lot of multiplayer games right now are forcing the multiplayer aspect on me. I'm just like, you know, I'm not interested in that. Um, I like, I like a good co-op. This is why, again, I like the Ubisoft way of looking at things. 
Wildlands, single-player game, drop-in co-op. Division 2, single-player game, drop-in co-op, or, like, multiplayer zones. Far Cry, drop-in co-op. Like, that's... If you're going to do a, a co-op experience, do it that way. But there's far too many games that are just so focused on straight-up multiplayer. And I'm, I'm, it's not fun. Yeah, agreed. All right, well, the next portion of our new structure is uh, hang on. what we're playing. So... Let's do a round robin real quick, uh, oh, Jim. We don't. We're not doing the airing of grievances yet. <laughs> <laughs> we're never doing that publicly. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jim, what are you? What are you? Um, you and both of you and Hunter both have been playing Far Cry Five. I've noticed a lot, but what else? A little uh, bit, yeah. yeah. It's, it's got a good sense of humor to it. It definitely doesn't take itself seriously at all, and like, I kind of like, need. Like like ramming planes into boats. <laughs> yeah, like the testy festy. Yeah, that's <laughs> the testicle festival. Oh god, that was so. Uh, on a related note, did you guys see the video I linked where you can actually attach remote control explosives to your dog and then send them to attack? <laughs> no, you can totally do it, and it is effective. Oh, yeah, you can doggy. you can tell your dog to yeah yeah tell your oh, dog I to attack you with remote. But that's in Far Cry 5, apparently. Oh, uh, yes. And he'll be fine. He'll come back in a couple of minutes. Speaking of, hold on. Speaking of Ubisoft, though, one last I I pray to God that their new um, Beyond Good and Evil 2 does well. They, they've been doing so good with a bunch of other stuff that I just hope Beyond Good and Evil 2 does. Anyway. Yeah, I hope that too. I mean, the scale they're showing, yeah that that does look really impressive. Yeah, what what is that game going to be? Is it going to be an MMO now or no. what? Because it's like the the scale of it. It's like it's it's pretty big, you know. Well, I don't doesn't know. necessarily have to be an MMO. No, it, and then well, then we got the the whole like Outer Worlds thing that you know, the former made good games guys are making. So, uh, kind of juries out on that, but I have some hope. And it's also Ooh. quite spacey. It's like, let, let's do, let's do space fallout. Okay. You know, that, that's fine. Well, what else are you playing, Jim? Uh, I'm playing tower 57 at the moment. I'm sucking at it. It's a, it's a hard game. It's also got some clipping it issues. Hard. It's a tough game. Um, yeah, so I've been playing that. I uh, I came off of a, a hell of a Monster Hunter bender that uh, kept yeah, me welcome, down. Welcome back, by the way. Yeah, where you been, man? It's like, you know, I got you a copy of that, and I don't see you playing it. Because you, you not, went on a hell of a bender you? because you grind up so quickly. It's Divisionitis. No, it's not, because... I can play with you back down at your level and it's not a problem. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not like the monster gets harder because I'm godly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. We'll look at it. Yeah. Hunter, you, what about you? Need you need to play that mm-hmm. shit and you'll understand. The weapons are a bitch to figure out, by the way. So it's, it's just like you got to pick one and go down the lightning tree and you'll be fine. Get good with go. one. 
Hunter, what have um, you been playing lately? I've been doing uh, a good uh, last several days. It's been a, a bunch of Far Cry Five. I've just been enjoying the just taking it easy, really trying not to take things too seriously. You know, um, sounds like a good game for that. Yeah, because, like, I don't let myself get frustrated with it. Like, you know, I just you, you can easily let yourself get frustrated with games, and mm-hmm. uh, the the game doesn't take itself too seriously. There is an interesting story there. It's There's a lot of humor in it. Um, it's challenging, but it's not like Dark Souls grind your ass into the dirt kind of. Yeah. Um, I've also had a few Broforce game sessions recently that were quite a lot of fun. They've added quite a few new bros that I didn't know about <laughs> since the last time I... Like Robrocop? Uh, like Robrocop? Uh, well, one of my favorites. Uh, Predator's in there now. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah, Predator's in there now. Pre- Predabro. Um, <laughs> or Brod- Brodinator or something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Do they have Zeno Bro? They have they have they have they have a double uh was it double O Bro or something like that? Um <laughs> Rambro Rambro. They well Rambro has been in there for a while. I'm right, just trying to think of something right. they uh they have high, like Highlanders in there now. They put <laughs> they they put in um uh Broheart as in Braveheart. They put in Broheart. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> So there's there's quite a few there's there's quite a few new new ones in there that I saw that was actually quite entertaining. They put in um oh shoot what's the uh, ah, damn it I can't believe I forgot uh, girl in a yellow jumpsuit with a samurai kill bell oh, yeah they, they put they put her in there <laughs> which is awesome she's she's really good um but the predator cracks me up because he throws spears like lightning fast oh they put uh. Broden, as in Raiden, is in there. So they got Raiden oh, in there. Now. <laughs> yeah, so that's fun. Terrific. They should Dude. just have Odin as Broden. Bro Force is one of those games, again, where it just like you just don't take yourself seriously and you just have a good time playing it. It's, it's a lot of fun, especially with a or three. Yeah. Well, the, um, the thing that's interesting about Broforce is it harkens back to uh, the arcade simplicity mm-hmm. days. Yeah, like, I've been yeah. playing a lot of emulator stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like, well, I I don't subject myself to Contra. No, <laughs> Cont- Contra is where people go that want to be frustrated. That was the original <laughs> Dark Souls was Contra. As a side note, there's a documentary you guys should probably check out. Uh, it's called the Lost Arcade, and I've heard of this. It's good. It's really, really good. It's about this uh, arcade in New York, uh, in in the heart of the Chinatown district, and it goes through the history of this arcade from over decades, and what happened to it in the last you know twenty years or so, especially, becomes really interesting. Mm. Oh, it's on Prime. Watch it. It's on yeah, Prime. That's yeah. where I saw it. Watch it. All right. I've added um, it to my watch list. Sweet. And then the last the last couple, uh, I've been doing a couple of space engineer sessions, but again, I just get bored so quickly because right. once you once you kind of get yourself into survival mode, it just becomes well and then I think um I think I've 
I've hit the point where I realized it. I logged into Eve the other day for the first time in probably four months. Yeah. And I still had a uh, training queue going. Um, cause I guess I was still Omega up to that point. Um, and yeah, just was not feeling it. Like usually after a four month break, I can like hit the ground running again. Yeah, no, but I, I canceled my subscription. I just wasn't feeling it anymore either. So, well, and the thing is, is there's just so much junk going on around Eve right now. They have effectively killed off their CSM, which is their uh, their 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 the Council of Stellar Management. Essentially, what it is is. It's a group of actual EVE players that meet with CCP to discuss game mechanics and EVE issues and all this other stuff. That's gone now. They have killed off the Alliance tournament. The, they're never. They're not going to do them anymore, which is like, what? Um, and there's no fan fest this year. It sounds like maintenance mode. Yeah. Yeah, and this is what I was talking about. Uh, NCSoft is going through some stuff, too, where it seems like Guild Wars is probably uh, going to be on uh, maintenance. Yeah, because Guild Wars um, lost some people this week, too. Yep. Yeah, and, I, and I didn't know Guild Wars, I didn't I, Guild Wars 1 was still going. I didn't know that. Yeah, I still have I still have my character. Um, but it just, it's it's a sad, sad state of affairs for MMOs, and I it really hurts because like yeah. when I think of when I think of the pillars of PC gaming, specifically PC gaming, I think of MMOs, RTS, you know, Sims and first person shooters. Like and I'm not talking right. about battle royales, you know, I'm talking about like you know, the arena stuff or like the first person story shooters like Half Life or something, you know, Doom, you know. It's like those were such pillars and pinnacles of what really made PC gaming uh, amazing. And I just feel like so much of that stuff is getting just melted away. Yeah. <sighs> what about you, Spaz? What yeah. have you been playing? Well, um, I've mainly been playing Genesis Alpha 1. Still playing it because I'm still trying to unlock those last few things I need to unlock. Um, I've got the... I'm still working on the finish a Genesis event without anyone dying. And I'm on attempt about 18 at this point Holy because cats. Yeah. Because, because you can get so far and then just have a random death and it screws up the whole run because just getting to the first one is all you really need. Oh, geez. Now bearing in mind that on my previous runs, I've had six plus Genesis events done in a single run. So that's not really difficult to do if you're not accounting for anyone dying. But if you're trying to keep anyone from dying off, that's kind of a tough thing to pull off. So I've been working on that. And I've also been still playing EDF5 because that is so much fun. EDF. Yeah. EDF is great. I can't wait for it to come to PC someday. Someday. So for me- This is one of those things where, you know, you have the console exclusives for X amount of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yet it still works out. I mean, because 
once it does come to PC, you know it's going to come to PC. It's just a matter of time. I know. I just want it now. Doesn't yeah. make it less frustrating. <laughs> I get I just, that. I just want it. Um, I waded back into the pond that is Hitman. Um, I I tried the training missions for a while, and I was terrible at them, but. I feel I'm going to get past this training, this open training mission, and I'm going to fucking do it and finally get into the campaign. And I did. It took is, this, is this the one where you're on the boat? No, that's Hitman one, right? Not that, two. Well, well, no, I'm playing Hitman one in Hitman two, which is a okay. neat thing you can do. I passed the boat yeah. one, but now I'm on a Russian base. But and then the final test is a Russian base where you have to kill some chess master who is a double agent. Oh. Yeah, okay, I remember and, that. And I found a way to kill him by having him go through a pre-flight check after making sure the ejector seat worked and having him test the ejector seat and it flung him off into God knows where and he died. It was amazing. It was amazing. Um, it was very funny. So now I'm on the first level, which is the Paris level. It's a, at a fashion show and you got to kill two people. And I'm I'm not good at this game because I, I'm not patient and I'm trying to be. I'm really trying to be because this game forces you to be patient. Like you have to walk around. You have to listen to conversations. You have to keep an eye on your targets. You have to make sure you don't get too close to people who can spot you. You have to see who's vulnerable so you can knock them out and take their disguise. There's just so much going on on these levels. And I've, I think I've died five times on the Paris level, but... I want to kill there, – there are challenges too. They give you challenges like to give you an idea of what the things you can do. And you can kill one of the people by dropping a chandelier on them. I want to do that so badly. <laughs> yeah, wanna, once you get really good at that game, <clears throat> then it becomes like a comedy murder simulator. That's what I want. I want to get good so I can – like I'm finally kind of getting the hang of it. So I took three security guards out in one room by – First throwing a, a, a screwdriver in the face of one, then throwing a wrench, kind of like heat signature a little bit, and then throwing like a pipe at the other one. I knocked them all out. <laughs> and I yeah, thought I have okay. the most success. I have the most success with just setting up accidental deaths and <laughs> stepping out of the way and just letting it happen. I'm I'm not I'm not there yet. Like I need to find poison to to poison stuff first. Um but it's fascinating. Like, yeah, water no, and electricity are your friends. No other game has taught me patience like this game has. Like most games, I am just like, nope, gotta go, gotta run, gotta kill, gotta go, go, go. This game, like, nope, slow down, take a breath. Walk we need around. to help the next time we play Wildlands because you do need patience for that. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. So speaking of Wildlands, Far Cry Five is like Hillbilly Wildlands. Oh, Let's just put it that so way. Goofy. There's, there's and, and Wildlands has a big update coming. The big uh, oh yeah, it does. like the next day has a PVE mode and a PVP mode and a bunch of other stuff coming. I think yeah, yeah it'll up- probably be good for- to dive back in at some. Far Cry yeah. Five has this really funny um, side quest, and I we mentioned it earlier about the testicle festival. <laughs> there's like three. There's like three missions involved in it. One of them includes actually going and releasing cows into the bullpen. Oh, and man. in order to fulfill this quest, you have to collect the the specimen 
and uh, it starts playing like Barry White or something like that. No, it's <laughs> Marvin Gaye. Oh, Let's get yes, it is oh, Marvin Gaye. Let's get it on. It's so funny. That's amazing. Oh, yeah, because because you have to you have to collect the bull testicles when they're at the height in, of a rat. In a rat. So, <laughs> yes, so you release so the, the girl cows and then right. set the bull oh, loose and so kill him and take his nuts. It's so ridiculous. Well, the other game I've been playing, I I loaded up Titanfall two because that's what Apex Legends made me want to play. And um, yeah, hey, let me know if you want to play some of that multiplayer. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm go down. through the cam- I'm going through the campaign over. first. I'm going through the campaign first because I am rusty, but I'm getting better. Uh-huh. Um, but I missed wall jumping and double jumping, raw running, uh, and I finally made it to the uh, time jump mission in Titanfall 2's campaign. Uh-huh. Which is, oh. I think, one of the finest missions in any first. I think I think it's like for years, my favorite level of any first person shooter was the tumbling ship uh, level in Jedi Knight. Do you all remember that one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Effect and Cause has topped it for me as the best like first person shooter level ever. Um, so that I finally got to that, which is astounding. Um, but that, that guys, if you haven't played Titanfall two, it goes on sale so much. Uh, you can get it for like five bucks or I think if you join the EA access, you get it there too. Uh, the campaign is a, just a wonder you should, even if you never get into multiplayer, just play it for the campaign. It's, it's yeah, an absolutely excellent wonder. campaign. Oh my God. It's so good. But that has been most of my gaming time. So what is next on our agenda? Ah, what's coming up? So, um, Thursday, Spaz and I are going to be returning to uh, Divinity Original Sin. We were going to play that last week, but some shit came up. Uh, so we're going to play that Thursday. What? And then... Um, two- oh, th- man. What? I was going to play uh, the the whatever the other game was this, this Thursday. Off-World Wasn't Trading? It off-world no. trading? That's next week now. Well, maybe. Here's the thing. Well, here's the so, thing. So, yeah, we have to move some stuff around on the schedule. But here's the thing. I have a house Son guest. Of- I have a house guest coming in next week. So there's no podcast. Just tell them if they stay, they play. Hand <laughs> them so, a controller. <laughs> so, friends, there's no podcast next week because of that. I I had to cancel the Warbital podcast. I felt bad, but I mean, the my guests are going to be sleeping in this room. So I can't have a podcast at 6 a.m., you know. Uh, um, <coughs> and I don't know if we're going to do anything. Special guest. <coughs> Sorry. And I don't know if we're going to have a land party next week. Again, because of uh, my house guest situation. I have no idea what's happening there yet. <coughs> Damn it. I'm sorry. Um, but So, yeah, next week is going to be a weird one. Um, but we're going to be back in a couple of weeks at least. Um, I'm trying to get a guest for the 12th, but they haven't confirmed yet. But we did confirm Objects in Space for March 19th. Disgustingly oh, excited about that one. because Disgu- Folks, if you're not aware, March, uh, I mean, uh, Objects in Space hit leaves early access on Friday. And it is probably my most anticipated space game of the year. That and probably Rebel Galaxy Outlaw are probably tops for me. Um, <coughs> damn it, I'm sorry. So I'm just disgustingly excited about it. Um, but that was uh, that was our um, 
That was our new, uh, well, we have to do thank you and outro, but that was pretty much our new structure. I think what I might do is do a few fewer news pieces, like maybe pick the top three so that goes more quickly, you know? Well, we can discuss this. Yeah. Um, Figure it out. Right. I can talk to the guests, see what they think. Um, But folks, I want to thank you for uh, listening and watching. Uh, just a few things. We uh, have a new Teespring shop where you can buy shirts and tote bags and mugs and all sorts of things with the Space Game Junkie logo on it that helps support the costs of running this thing. Uh, and it's not the cheapest thing in the world, so any every dollar helps. We also have a Patreon, and I want to thank especially our Patreon supporters. Uh I'm going to be doing a Patreon refresh in probably a couple of weeks. i uh, got to get the tiers down right, but those tiers are going to include said merch. Uh, like $5, you get a sticker. $10, you get a tote bag. $20, you get a t-shirt. That sort of thing. Um, $20, gonna... you get actual Patreon tiers. <laughs> yes, I will send you a jar of tiers uh, of my tiers because I'm so happy you decided to give me $20 a month. Um and, and and hey, if you put even more, we'll send you JPEGs of ships. God damn! Oh, yeah, that's the thousand dollar tier. Excellent. Yes. <laughs> Not just ships, but what their toilets look like too. You got me. You got me. God damn it! I had to mute yes. the mic, dude. We, okay, Brian. Can I have a section on the website Ugh. that will be dedicated to the space game toilet music? No. <laughs> <laughs> you um. <laughs> You can start your own space game toilet museum if you'd like, but that is not. Uh, I, I I'd rather keep the junk out of junky. Uh, so uh, okay, but uh, space game donkey. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fuck goddamn. Fucking goddamn. Fuck. We've killed Brian. Brian's yeah. dead. Shows up. So uh, I, uh, folks, again, we're trying the structure out. We're gonna. I, I, I liked it. I'm going to keep it. I think we're going to keep it. But um, if you have any suggestions or, you know, a, a thoughts on the structure, please feel free to hit us up in the comments or via email. Or we have a Discord server if you haven't joined uh, over there. It's great. We, uh, it's probably our most active community. Uh, you can find links to that on SpaceGameJunkie.com or below if you're watching on YouTube or some of the other services. Uh, but, yeah, thank you so much for listening and watching and supporting and all that stuff. Uh, You guys are awesome. And we will see you Thursday for Divinity Original Sin. And uh, then a couple weeks after that. So thanks, everyone, and have a great night. Oh, and I'm sorry, streamer. Sorry, folks on the stream. I don't know what happened to the internet tonight, but it is jacked. So I have no idea what happened. It was fine last night. It's Tuesday. It's just Tuesday, I guess. Well, yeah. Maybe that too. Uh, So good night, everyone. Thanks for watching and bye-bye.